This is Cooking with Fire, a global exploration of barbecue from KMUW. Welcome to another episode of Cooking with Fire. I'm your host, Josh Carey, and today we're going to be talking about Lieberkäse, a traditional Bavarian meatloaf made of strips of beef, pork, and bacon. Let's get started. Well, to make our Lieberkäse, we're going to need three types of meat. Today we're using one pound of beef stew meat. You could use any kind of beef, but I like something with a little bit of fat, and it's nice that the stew meat comes already cubed up because we're going to be breaking it down even further. We also have one pound of pork tenderloin. Uh, again, it doesn't have to be tenderloin, but tenderloin's a nice, fairly lean meat. And then we'll be adding some extra fat with a half pound of bacon. Now, all of these have been diced or cubed up pretty small, and we're going to incorporate all of these with our seasonings in the bowl of a food processor. Now, sometimes at home, your food processor isn't very large or maybe isn't super high powered, so you can do this in batches. Just go half and half or something like that. But what we're looking to do is break down the meat until it's super fine. I mean, almost like ground meat, maybe even a little bit further, it's gonna start to form this paste. And as we talk about that consistency is kind of similar to like a bologna or something. So first thing we have to do, get everything into the food processor. We're gonna work in a couple batches here. So I'll just add half of my seasonings right now as well. We have here some smoked salt, white pepper, marjoram, thyme, and ground coriander. So let's get this going. All right, so that's looking pretty good. I'm gonna take that half out and we'll move it over to the bowl of a stand mixer, which is where we're going to be whipping this and incorporating our ice. All right, second round of the meat and seasonings now going in the food processor. All right, so once that's broken down to where it looks even smaller or finer than a ground meat and it's starting to form a bit of a paste, we're going to take this out of the food processor and add it to the other half in the bowl of the stand mixer. Now, if you had a big enough or powerful enough food processor, you could do this whole thing in there, but I actually find it's easier to move it over to a stand mixer to incorporate the ice. Now the name Lieberkäse literally translates to liver cheese, though modern versions of the dish rarely contain either. But when the dish was invented in the late 1700s in Bavaria, the largest of the five modern German states, it still contained liver and the final consistency was so fine that it had the texture of a cheese, hence the name. Modern versions of Bavarian Lieberkäse now simply contain beef, pork, and bacon, with a few other ingredients such as onions or pickles used in specialty variations. Though if you were to travel outside of Bavaria, for example to Stuttgart, Lieberkäse must contain at least 5% liver to carry the name. So what we're doing here with the ice now is we're going to take about 12 ounces of ice cubes just throw them into the food processor real quick to break them down to a crushed ice consistency. We're talking very fine chunks. 
and then we're going to mix or whip that ice into the meat mixture on the stand mixer. And what's going to happen during that time is you essentially start to emulsify that ice as it comes up in temperature. And we're going to bring it up in temperature and actually monitor that temperature until it comes just above freezing. So for now, let's get the ice into the food processor and we can start whipping. Got a couple big chunks, so let's go a little bit more. All right, we got crushed ice. So the ice goes directly into the bowl with the rest of the ingredients. The other great thing that the ice does in this situation is it keeps our meat mixture really cold so that we have a really nice sausage texture. None of the fat's going to be able to melt or leach out. All right, so we're going on to the stand mixer now with the paddle attachment, and we're going to whip this on high speed once we get it incorporated here initially. Gradually increase that. I don't know if you can hear it, but the ice chunks are kind of tinking off the side of the bowl as it's being whipped into the meat mixture and we're starting to form this emulsification. All right, so we're at high speed now. We're just gonna let this whip away and start to come up in temperature. And what's happening now is we're really forming that texture of the lever case that sausage texture, breaking down these very fine meats to create a really smooth textured sausage. Now, of course, for the lever case, we're gonna be forming this in a loaf pan, so it's pretty much a meat loaf, but this is a really important part in creating the textures with this whipping process as we create the primary bind so the meat sticks together and emulsify that ice into the meat. We've probably been going about 60 seconds now and to take a reading. We are at 34, 33 degrees. I'm going to go for about 35 before this is finished. So you can just let this whip away for a couple more minutes until it comes up to 35 degrees. One thing to know about Lieberkesa is that the incredibly fine texture will take time and patience to get right, especially if you don't happen to have traditional butcher equipment to get that thin texture. The consistency is similar to bologna or a frankfurter, but for home cooks, you may not be able to get it as fine as the traditional recipe calls for, and that's okay. It's all about the flavor anyway. But if you aren't up for the challenge, you can still find old-school German butcher shops that make Lieberkäse fresh daily. Served with a hot potato salad and crusty bread, you'll have a meal to remember and one that your friends and family will ask you to repeat often. Now let's cut out to Chef Tom in the ATBBQ.com teaching kitchen and finish up our recipe. In the meantime, I'm going to prepare a loaf pan, just like a bread loaf pan, nothing fancy here. But we need a little layer of fat on here, so whatever you have handy, I'm gonna use some spray duck fat to make sure that we don't get any sticking. Really more precautionary, chances are this is gonna fall right out of this loaf pan when we're done anyway, as it shrinks up while it cooks. 
All right, well, it's been a couple more minutes here. I'm going to get a reading that's come right up to about 35 degrees. At this part, the temperature's not super important. We're just trying to incorporate all of that ice. And if we have little fine ice pockets in the finished product, that's totally fine because this ice is broken way down. But we've kind of got the consistency we're going for now. It's a very smooth paste. As you dip the paddle into the meat mixture and pull it out, it wants to hold together because it's made that primary bind now. So this is gonna come out of the bowl and into our loaf pan, and then we're gonna take it out to our grill. You wanna do your best as you're putting the meat into the loaf pan, just to make sure there's no air pockets so it's all solid. Press it down, pat it down, push it into the corners, and then just spread the top nice and smooth. And one thing we can do to enhance this visually is just to put some score marks in the top. Totally optional, but it looks nice when it bakes up. So just taking a sharp paring knife or whatever knife you have available, do a little cross hatch, scoring on the top, going down, oh, probably just about a quarter of an inch or so. And we're ready to go to the grill. Well, today we're gonna to be cooking our lever case on the Yoder Smokers YS640S pellet grill. We've got our grill preheated to 350 degrees, so we're just gonna go ahead and place our loaf pan on here. Close it up and let it cook. So what we're looking for in a finishing temperature here is about 160 degrees Fahrenheit. We're gonna go for the dead center of our meatloaf here using an instant read thermometer. And at 160, that's about, uh, we're about 80 minutes into this cook now. So you're looking an hour 15, an hour 30 uh, for whole cooking time. When you hit that 160 mark though, go ahead and pull this thing right off. So we'll give this thing about 20 minutes to rest and turn it out onto our cutting board. You have options here. Uh, you don't have to go back to the grill, but I have kind of cranked that grill up a little bit. And a really nice touch to finish this off is to go ahead and grill off your slices once you've sliced into this thing. You get some great grill marks on there and a little bit of that extra char. I like to cut these about three quarters of an inch thick and then take them back out to the grill for that. And once you've got that crisp exterior on the outside, which is really nice texturally, You'll also notice the aromas are really intense now. I mean, this smells so good. It smells like a bratwurst almost to me. I think it's some of that, that white pepper, the rest of those herbs that we added in there. And the texture is fantastic. It's super fine. It just kind of wants to melt in your mouth. I mean, it may be similar to bratwurst in flavor, at least to me, but the texture is totally different. Just sort of melts away. That does it for today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And as always, you can head over to kmuw.org to get the full recipe for this week's cook. And join Chef Tom and I next time as we cook up some pulled pork tacos and chat about his trip to the South Beach Wine and Food Festival. Cooking with Fire is a production of KMUW Wichita. Segments were recorded at KMUW Studios and at the All Things Barbecue Teaching Kitchen. Josh Carey is our writer and host. Tom Jackson is our chef. I'm Beth Golay, and I'm the editor and producer. 
You can find Chef Tom's recipes and beautiful photography of the dishes at kmuw.org. Thanks again for joining us for Cooking with Fire. We'll be back in two weeks.